Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Owning a home for many, many people in the younger generation, Gen Z, and even some millennials, feels unattainable. Now, we're seeing prices of homes go up, the price of rent go up. And while we see that, we see Gen Zers that decide, I'm going to live with mom and dad. I'm going to do the roommate thing well after college. I can't afford this on my own. Now, this is according to a report from the New York Times. Young adults, they say that they're feeling it feeling that it's unrealistic to spend less than 30% of their monthly income on housing. There's people that are spending a lot more than that just to get the bare minimum. But why is this? A certified financial planner and the CEO of North Texas Wealth Management is joining us on the line right now. Mike Cruz, good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing great. Hey, we, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, rent prices are soaring and mortgage rates are ticking you know, to almost 10% right now. And in some cases, uh, there's people that are paying 12 to 13% on their mortgage rates. And is this a crisis that we're living in right now when it comes to our housing market? You know, I think it's a, an adjustment after, you know, pandemic for sure. Uh, there's just not enough um you know, affordable housing for, you know, let's face it, 52% of, um, you know, kids that are were graduating college or in college during the pandemic returned home to, you know, live with parents, right? The boomerang, the boomerang kids. And now, you know, they're looking for housing and, um, you know, it's not affordable. The interest rates are, you know, the 30-year mortgage uh, interest rate is, you know, over 7% nation, nationally. And, um you know, it's it's difficult as prices have increased, of course, and that's with inflation, and that happens faster than salaries. All right, let let me ask you this because I've been asking my callers all morning, Mike. Do you remember how much you paid for your very first house? Whether <laughs> what you know, I want to know what you're paying on on a monthly basis, and it's probably going to piss me off honestly because someone called me in earlier. And uh, they said 1967, you know, he was an older gentleman, 1967, yeah. he, he paid uh, $50 a month for a four-bedroom, two-bath house. Yeah, that's right. And, um, yeah, I remember, of, of course, I think we all do. And, you know, it was, it was for me, it was right after uh, September 11th that I graduated college. And so it's, of course, the dot-com era. And, um, you know, the house was 155000 but the interest rates were low. You know, I was able to lock in like a 3%. And I had good advice at the time. Um, you know, I was just getting into the financial planner world, and they were telling me that, you know, look, if you can't afford a 15-year note, you can't afford a house, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was really great advice, got a 15-year mortgage and was able to pay it off. But, you know, that's just not anywhere close to what, what we're looking at today. Relative to salaries, uh, prices have still continued to increase.
So my house that, that I live in right now, if I were to get it appraised, it would probably go uh, for you know, 260 to 270 maybe. But I feel as though that house, the, the, the same kind of house, even as low as five to 10 years ago, Mike, would have gone for a buck 30, a buck 50. I, it, does that seem to be the pattern that you're seeing right now? Oh, absolutely. Uh, home prices have doubled. Um, even that home that I bought at that point, you know, is selling for 400 today. Wow. Uh, 400,000 in, in Texas. So, you know, it's one of those things that prices have gone up way faster than, you know, salaries. And of course, the grocery store prices have, you know, doubled to tripled. And uh, of course, salaries, salaries have not. So people are feeling the squeeze for sure. And I think the trend is that we're seeing a lot of uh, boomerang kids, you know, still living with parents trying to get uh, on to, you know, launch their, their own personal lives. And, you know, the key is to do some financial planning and budgeting, make sure that you're really making every dollar count. There's online skill development, career planning that can be done. And so it's really kind of taking, you know, the, the worst of it and, and making, making it better. And, of course, debt management um, and then just overall life skills. Like what does it take to have a home and manage it? And maybe you're looking at a roommate with an apartment while you save. But I think the key is is to always make sure that you're doing your financial plan and budgeting, not doing more than you can afford, and having some contingency plans in place. So people, they're they're moving in at home. They they're saying, "I'm going to stay with mom and dad again. I, I've got to, even though I'm 31. At least I don't have any kids. At least I'm not married. I've got to live at home. That's that's what you're seeing right now, Mike." Yeah, I mean, it's even just, you know, people that are, um, you know, just recent new college grads and they're they're finding it really difficult to, to get into their own housing. And, you know, they've had student loans, credit card debt, and things that they have to manage as well. And so what's required is that they have to have, you know, a lot of communication with the parents. What's the goal? What's the plan? What are you going to learn while you're at home? Maybe you learn to cook. Maybe you learn to do some home maintenance while you're looking at the budget and saving every penny possible, maybe getting a side hustle, maybe two jobs, right? But being willing to do whatever it takes and being realistic about, hey, you can't just go out there and have fun and come home and be on video games if you're living with mom and dad. This is the time where you really save and get your financial footing in place and get out of their household as fast as possible so you can, you know, grow up and, and, and you know, be prepared and not be a burden. Do you know what the what the average age of a home buyer used to be? Yeah, you know, let's let's say uh, you know, '90s to early 2000s. Um, you know, I think that uh, it, it, you know it, back in the early '90s. I mean, we looked at the uh, the savings and loans. I mean, interest rates were 18. percent um, You know, it, it, so I think it's I think it's varied. I mean, I think um, you know depending on the time period that you're that you're looking at. Okay. Yeah, it's uh I I know some people that that are my age, 27, and they're they're saying I'm still renting and I'll probably rent uh until the, this housing market calms down a little bit. But do we see that at all, Mike? Do do we see any light at the end of the tunnel where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, in in a year and a half and two years the price is going to be lower, we'll be able to to make the move. Yeah, I mean, it, it may not be in the short term, but I think the, the key is to realize that trends never continue at the same rate 
I think it's, um, you know, really easily uh, that, that, you know, basically it's just a human trait. We extrapolate and say, oh, at this rate, we're going to be in, you know, dire straits. But things don't continue at the same rate, right? So one of the things that we're finding is, you know, commercial real estate is we have an excess supply, whereas we're only looking at a 2.5% supply in the, the real estate market for, you know, single family homes and such. And so, you know, what could possibly happen is some regulatory change. I know they're talking about this in New York, but repurposing some commercial real estate to create additional housing that's more affordable. Okay, so townhousing or, or, or you know, some, some kind of uh, apartment living? Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, I mean, we could even look at, you know, some skyscrapers that have, you know, a million square foot and square feet that they don't really you know, need to utilize for commercial space, it might be more valuable and actually additional cash flow, cash flow for that owner to repurpose it into apartments. Mm. And so there is, there is talk about that, and that will solve, you know, of course, both problems. It will create additional, um, you know, housing and then also decrease the amount of commercial real estate out there in the market. Um, and so that, as that supply drops, those prices will recover as well. So, you know, it's one of those things. Things don't continue at the same rate. There's a lot of things that can be done or in, or in process. The, the reason that we're having this conversation today, Mike, is uh, we were at a friend's house yesterday, my wife and I, and our, our friend was telling us that she's lived in her townhouse for over four years now, almost four and a half years, and she was uh, paying seven. 25 when she first moved in now she uh she pays 850 and she said you know that's 125 dollars over the course of four years whatever yeah she said but we know we'll be moving out within the next year and we already know once we move out of this townhouse they're going to uh you know put new carpet in it and whatnot and they're going to start renting it out for about 1200 dollars a month then and that, to me, doesn't sound any fair, but I guess if you've got the property and the real estate, it's to each their own, and you do as you please, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, out to the highest highest bidder, right? I mean, it's uh, supply and demand for sure. Yeah, and uh, I feel as though that's what we see. It's hard to get any. Now, I'm in Ohio. Uh, I know where, where you live, the cost of living is probably uh, more, but... It, it's it's tough to find a place here for under a thousand dollars, and if you are at that thousand dollar mark, you still might not be in the best of neighborhoods. You you still you still might have a, a an apartment or a house that needs some work put into it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it it is, and it's, and I think I think what people find is that they think that you know everybody should have a home and be a home owner, and it's it's expensive, right? So you move in, and and you might not account for the fact that. You might have plumbing or electrical or need a new roof and what insurance costs may be. And, and if you're in an area that's, you know, prone to, uh, you know, flooding or, you know, hail, like in Texas, you know, those insurance premiums can be you know, steep. And you may not really budget in the fact that your insurance premium might go up significantly from one year to the next or, or property taxes go up. And so, you know, even if you've done a great job budgeting, you may not have planned a 20 or a 40% increase in those, in those costs, which can happen quickly. So if you don't have a financial footing, an emergency fund built, you're probably not ready to be a homeowner. You have to be realistic about some of those uncertainties and, and really have a solid financial footing before you ever, you know, purchase a home. So, you know, renting or having a roommate in an apartment or something might be your best option. 
And so you can afford to save and get on a solid financial footing before you just jump into home ownership. Mike Cruz, we really appreciate your uh, your expertise when it comes to the financial realm. And hopefully we see some of these rates come down. We see rent come down. But uh, y- you don't see that much. Uh, y- you don't see someone list a house for $1,200 and then say, oh, we're charging too much. Let- let's make it eleven. But hopefully there is that affordable uh, housing options for many people, especially the, the younger people that didn't get the opportunity to buy a house at, at a very low uh, price and interest rate 25, 30 years ago. Mike Cruz, we really appreciate it, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me.